Thursday, July 27th, leaders from the environmental organizations Beyond Plastic, Greenpeace, and others delivered more than 27,000 signatures to the United States Environmental Protection Agency in Washington, D.C., calling for a ban of vinyl chloride. The groups then met with Michael Friedhoff, Assistant Administrator in the EPA Office of Chemical Safety and Pollution Prevention. We hear first from Heather McKeer Tony of Beyond Petrochemicals, followed by Daniel Wilston of River Valley Organizing, Chris Walton of the Hip Hop Caucus, Judith Hank of Beyond Plastics, and Jessica Kennard, a resident of East Palestine, Ohio. I'd like to thank Beyond Plastics for bringing Beyond Petrochemicals, Plastic Free Future, River Valley Organizing, Moms Clayton Air Force, Greenpeace, Hip Hop Caucus, and residents of East Palestine to the steps of EPA to deliver over 27,000 signed petitions calling for toxic vinyl chloride to be banned. And it goes without saying, it's a little warm out here today. And you can thank some of the plastic and chemical production for that because chemical production actually adds to global climate emissions. In fact, the petrochemical industry is right now responsible for 10% of global climate emissions and that's only growing. So addressing this is helping us to try to keep things cooler. Try as you may, if you need a fan a little bit, it's all right. We recognize how warm it is, but this is also part of why we're out here today. Vinyl chloride is a known human carcinogen and petrochemical, and it's used mostly for making PVC plastic. It can cause liver damage as well as cancer in the liver, brain, lungs, and blood. And as the world is transitioning towards clean, renewable energy, the oil and gas industry is trying to figure out where they fit in. And they're putting their emphasis towards petrochemicals in order to keep a polluting industry profitable. And all of this is happening while impacting the most vulnerable among us, the most vulnerable communities, particularly situated in the Ohio River Valley region, the south of Louisiana, a place uh, a lot of folks know as Cancer Alley, but we're going to rename that to like Climate Advocacy Alley. Uh, and also into the Houston Shipping Channel and, and South uh, South Texas area. But we're not going to allow that to continue to create sacrifice zones in places where we know communities want and need and deserve a clean, reliable future. That's why we're here today to speak with Administrator Freehawk to demand better regulations. Now, we are approaching six months between the East Palestine train derailment and the explosive burn-off of 100,000 gallons of vinyl chloride. And today, it was February 3rd that that took place, and that accident was a chilling warning that we must act now to ban petrochemicals like vinyl chloride and keep communities safe from cancer, from known carcinogens, and really move towards what we know is a reliable, sustainable, clean future. I want to introduce to you now someone very special, someone who is coming not only from this space, but also like myself is a parent and who's concerned about the future of their community. Daniel Winston is co-executive director of River Valley Organizing in East Palestine, Ohio. He lives 17 miles away from that February 3rd incident and his organization is working to empower those who are most affected by issues 
of environmental injustice, and they work for power-building solutions, particularly in communities of color and vulnerable populations. Uh, I just want to say thank you for everyone coming out. Um, this is important. Um, as a dad, uh, my seven-year-old is right here. Uh, his name is David. Um, this is something that's very important to me uh, because if we don't fight this now, then my son is going to fight this in his future. And if he doesn't get to fight this in his future, then my grandchildren are going to have to fight this and keep going through this. Hello, everybody. My name is Chris Walton, Policy Director for the Hip Hop Caucus. Our overall message today is that the EPA should use its existing authority to severely curb, if not cease, the production and transportation of vinyl chloride. Recognizing that it is releasing into the air and water, it is a significant health hazard. The EPA has already declared vinyl chloride a carcinogen. Why wait? If we know this is a carcinogen, ban it. Judith Inc. is founder and president of Beyond Plastics and is a professor at Bennington College. Prior to that, she was appointed by President Obama to serve as regional administrator for EPA in Region 2. And she's going to discuss the vinyl chloride health concerns and what EPA can do. We are dead serious about convincing EPA to ban vinyl chloride. 27,570 people from all over the country signed this petition, but we really need EPA to take this seriously. Over 99% of vinyl chloride is used to make PVC polyvinyl chloride plastic. PVC is the poison plastic. There are non-plastic alternatives for the uses. PVC is used for pipes to deliver our drinking water. PVC is used in our children's toys. You remember this is the iconic rubber ducky probably floating around your kid's bathtub. We had one in our house. My kid chewed on an iconic rubber ducky. This is a PVC rubber ducky. We can have healthy children's toys that does not include PVC. PVC is used for consumer packaging, and it's also used for building products, so like vinyl siding. So if a house catches on fire, then firefighters are at risk when vinyl chloride catches fire. Vinyl chloride was designated a carcinogen in 1974. That same year, the EPA very wisely banned the use of vinyl chloride for products like hairspray, refrigerants, cosmetics, and drugs. Do the math with me. That was 49 years ago. Since then, this plastic has been banned in Canada, Spain, South Korea, and the Czech Republic. Even private companies acknowledge the problem. My name is Jess Conard. Uh, I am a lifetime resident of East Palestine, Ohio. Um, I live approximately uh, two, two and a half miles from the derailment site. There was a train on February 3rd that went through my backyard carrying 700,000 gallons of toxic vinyl chloride, um, and it derailed. 60 seconds sooner, it would have been in my backyard. Um, the train was on fire long before it got to me. Uh, we were not notified. So prior to February 3rd, I was a speech therapist. Uh, I worked from home, and uh, I got to spend time with my family. And since February 3rd, I have been a fierce advocate for my community. The Ohio train derailment is not 
it's not a comeback story. It's, it's a very grim warning. It's about an industry that values profit over human lives and environment, and about a regulatory system that has failed to keep these industries in check. What most Americans don't realize is the connection between this disaster and the plastic. The production of plastics depends on transporting harmful chemicals like vinyl chloride, which is the key ingredient in the manufacture of PVC plastics. We have an insatiable demand in this country that has driven the need for increased transport of these hazardous substances, placing communities like mine at risk. This is a public health risk for everyone. And while company profits soar, our communities are left to grapple with the aftermath of their negligence. My community learned this the hard way. Our town witnessed the callousness that the rail industry is capable of when they laid the tracks over the poisoned soil after a day, one day after releasing 116,000 gallons of vinyl chloride into the soil. A decision we are now learning was not necessary. The fact that the mass production of plastics necessitates such hazardous practices should not be ignored. My home, like I said, is just outside of the shockingly small evacuation zone. On February 6th, I watched from my porch as a mushroom cloud quickly expanded and crept over the place that grew me. Our children's classes were suddenly canceled for a week, and the gymnasium became a temporary homeless shelter. The sweet, thick chemical and chlorine smells left an unwanted film in my nose and mouth. Those toxic smells are still in my town six months later. The immediate and long-term safety and welfare of my community is at risk because of vinyl chloride. We are here today because it is time for vinyl chloride to be banned. This has been Mark Dunley for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.